seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill, and I'm with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with The Spark Social. And together we make up the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. Oh. Hey, so uh, here we are for another week. Um, good, morning. Right. Good, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon. Good morning, Providence. <laughs> <laughs> or good afternoon, depending on when you're actually listening. listening. Actually, yeah. yeah. For us, it's Monday morning. For you, it may be something else. Yes. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. Right. But, but no matter what, we hope it's a great day for you. Wow. That's right. She says in her best radio voice. <laughs> welcome, to your, welcome to your motivational podcast. And uh, what's in today's <laughs> forecast, Bill? Speaking of podcast topics. Wow, we've gone off topic already right off the bat. <laughs> Now, today I figured we'd talk about uh, tips when you're hiring, a f- or actually before you actually hire a commercial photographer. So what I mean by that is things that you need to think about before you even start looking. Yeah. Well, maybe we should define what a commercial photographer is. Sure, so people sure. Know, uh, like, well, well, is it, you know, because they may be thinking, oh, I don't need a wedding photographer, or I don't need someone to take a headshot, although that, that's um, part of it, isn't it? Not weddings, but the commercial photography yeah. basically falls into headshots, uh, business, particularly uh, business headshots. Mm-hmm. But also, um, it can it can be product photography. It could be website photography, real estate, real estate. So it, it's really a wide gambit, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on the podcast about kind of looking for somebody that specializes in the area you're talking about. All right. So first and foremost, I want to start off with um, three reasons to not to not hire the wrong photographer before we even talk about hiring the right one. Okay, I, I'm assuming you're going to define the wrong photographer. Yes. Well, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually going to. This, I'm going to talk about three things that happen when you don't hire the right photographer. So oh, if you get okay. to that point. So number one, you're going to waste a lot of money. Mm. Because the reality is, if you hire the wrong photographer, you're going to pay them. And then next thing you know it, you're going to have to pay somebody else to redo it. So that's problem number one. Mm-hmm. Costly mistake. Costly mistake. This one, the second one is even bigger to me, is you waste a lot of time. And time is money, so you're still wasting you're money. You're still wasting money. But as business owners, we all have limited amount of time to begin with. Mm-hmm. So the last thing you want to do is be wasting time hiring a photographer that's not going to fit for what you want. Right. And thirdly, your photograph uh, this is kind of the obvious one, the dull one. Your photos are probably not going to turn out the way you expect them to. Well, you know, that's a to me that's a big one because mm-hmm. the the expectations that the client may have and what you're able to provide could be on two different planets. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine part of what you do is sit down and manage those expectations and say, Correct. okay, Here's what you need. Here's what I can do for you. And make sure they understand up front what they'll be getting. Absolutely. I think visually people sometimes have an idea in their head and they're really bad at explaining it. Or they just have unrealistic expectations like you're going to make them look like Kim Kardashian. Yep, you're absolutely Like there's this meme I saw or like whatever on the internet where someone walks into their hairdresser and they're like, I want hair like that. And the hairdresser's like, well, first of all, that's a wig. It's just like sometimes people want things that you just can't. They don't realize they can't have. Yeah. Yeah. You mean you can't make me look like... so I've broken this down to five tips. Okay. Uh, and I'll break them down so we, a little bit further so we have an understanding. Uh, one is who, what, where, when, and why. Okay. okay. Any idea what that means? Well, I'm Without sure looking those... at the notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a lot like what I do. You need to figure out the basics yes. of 
the goals mm-hmm. that, that the client has. And so those questions are very good at prompting them to think about mm-hmm. all the different aspects that go into sure. the strategy. So this is what you want to ask yourself. If you're a potential person that's going to hire a commercial photographer, here's a few questions you want to ask yourself. Who? Who's the one, who's the one that's going to be using the photography? Right. You know, is it going to be used for print material? Is it going to be used for digital? Is it going to be used for advertising in some way? You really have to define what you want the photographer used for a first and foremost. A, a billboard. A billboard. Yeah. So, Those are really bad. So who in your organization is going to be using the photography? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, it, is your marketing department going to be using it? Is it going to be product development? You know, it, it, so you really have to kind of find that out first so and foremost. Could be in, could, the use could be internal. Yes, or like, external. Okay. So, so that's good to figure out. So who is using the photography, yeah. right? My, my iPad and, just and then, started ringing. I'm like, what right. the heck's going on? Okay, so, so number, two, number two is what is being photographed and what is your budget? Those are the two what's that you're going to ask. So what are you trying to photograph? Is it a product? Is it a service? Is it your building that, that you do your work in? Is it a warehouse? So you need to dis- define what you want to have photographed first and foremost because that's obviously you want to be able to go to a photographer and say, this is what I need. Right. If, if, and if you don't, there's a possibility you might not get what you want. Now, let me ask you this. Sure. I know we've got a few more W words to get through here. Sure. But people, uh, clients, don't need to have all of these questions answered before they contact you, do they? I mean, is this something um, that you can sit down with them and, and work through? A good photographer will do that. Okay. But not all photographers will do that. That's, why, uh, that's part of the reason why I, I, I brought this up today is all because right. you need to know this because you're the person that's hiring. If you know, you could call up a commercial photographer and say, "Hey, look, I need my building photographed." Mm-hmm. Great, I'll be there Wednesday, without asking you any questions. Right. So yeah. again, that's going to lead back to the reasons you're hiring the wrong photographer. All right. So a good photographer should be asking you these all questions. these questions, but they may not. That's why I'm putting these questions forth right now and saying, okay. "These are the things you want to think about before you actually." Even if you, even if the photographer is good enough to ask the question, you still need to know the answer to it. So you so by by knowing these questions up front, it gives you time to think about them before you go to a photographer. Because if you, you know, because a lot of people sometimes are confused as to what they want their photography for. Do you have them like show you visual examples of what they're looking for, sometimes. if possible? Sometimes, if if it's if it's something specific, yes. Sometimes we'll go through a creative process where we'll say, okay, you know, what what are your goals with this photography, and what do you want to have photographed, and then we can talk about possible different ideas as to doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'll come up with multiple you know, suggestions as to what they can do. Right. So sometimes they have a, a specific idea in mind, sometimes not so much, and we'll walk, I'll, a photographer will walk them through the process. Okay. But that's not always. So that's why I, I'm, I'm running through these W questions, as you put it. Okay, so the, the other one is, uh, the next one is where. Well, where are you going to be having the photograph taken? Is it going to be multiple locations? Because that's going to cost you a little bit more if you can do multiple locations yeah. for a shoot. I think pe- people forget that part yeah. a lot. They just think that they can. They see these other videos or photo, photo sessions and they think mm-hmm. they get it all included without yeah. thinking about it's your time to travel. Yeah. And then the other thing is you got to remember is um, you have to give the photographer a heads up as to the locations because they may, need to br- they may need to bring special lighting or different flashes or... If it's outside, it's weather outside, dependent. Outside, weather dependent. And you just your schedule to... alone. You can't make it from one side of Rhode Island to the other in 10 minutes. Well, the other <laughs> thing is is uh, people don't always realize that weather is very dependent. Yeah. You know, if it's a cloudy day, you might be able to get away with it, but if there's a chance of rain, the mm. photographer may say, you know, this isn't a good time. Yeah. Or it, on the same token, it could be if you try to schedule a shoot at noon 
on a real sunny day, that's just as difficult sometimes as a photographer because you can have all kinds of harsh right. shadows and stuff like that. A lot mm-hmm. of people think the sunnier the better because it's nice out and it's nice to us visually like being in that moment, but in the photography. A real sunny day with no clouds yeah. is a nightmare for a photographer. Just because of all people. the harsh shadows. Because of the harsh, yeah. harsh yeah. shadows. And then we'll go to the last two here. When do you need the images by? Tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's, what? That's, You're not going to go to CVS and print them out tonight? <laughs> that's the very out. reason why I, I mention this is because a lot of times people call you up and say, I need a headshot tomorrow. You right. know, I need you to take it today and have it ready for tomorrow. Yeah, right. This stuff takes time. Even if I could do it for you, you're probably going to pay a premium if I can if, you know, to do a quick turnaround like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ideally, you want to give you know, at least two or three weeks before, before a shoot to start talking about scheduling a shoot. Right. And then finally... Again, we kind of talked about this under the, the, the what is being photographed, but why do you need the images? What are you planning on using them for? You know, there's a possibility that we may be, as a photographer, we've seen a lot of things. We may be able to suggest something that a little different or might work right. better than what you're thinking about. Well, I think that's a good reason to go through these questions sure. is because it gives you an opportunity to make suggestions and say, well, I think... What you're asking for is fine, but have you considered this option? Mm-hmm. And you might even be able to save them money. They might be asking for something that mm-hmm. they don't even really need. They might be able to get away with an alternative that saves them time, saves them money. But unless you ask these questions, you're never you going to be able to discover that. So I think tip one is probably the most important part, just to get yourself in a place where you know what you're looking for. Yeah. We're not saying that you have to have a storyboard made out in the whole nine yards. No, no. <laughs> but at least have a basic idea of what you need the photos for and what you're going to be doing with them. So who, so. what, where, when, and, and why. why. Those, are, those are good. Yes. Um, okay, so we'll move on to step number two. Tip number two. It's not step number two. Tip number two. Uh, do they have a website? Meaning the client. Yeah. No, does the photographer have a website? Oh, 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 okay. Because we're talking about commercial photographers here. We want, if you're researching a photographer, these are things you want to look at ahead of time. Right, to check them out. So you'd be surprised how many photographers don't have websites. They just have a Facebook page. And so in your opinion, does that make them like a little less? It makes it more difficult to vet them. It doesn't make them less of a photographer. It's just a lot more difficult to you know, tell if they're going to be able to do what you want them to do. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't even consider hiring a photographer that didn't have a website. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the simplest one, you know, go out, get a template yeah, website, yeah. Just so I can see some samples of your work. You know, mm-hmm. are you the kind of photographer I'm looking for? Do you have the style I'm looking for? I sure. want to see your work. Well, and that's that's the key behind it, and that's the reason why I put that as one of the tips. Is if you're looking for, okay, I'm going to get out the, out of the commercial field for a minute, but if you're looking for a wedding photographer, say, mm-hmm. and you go to a photographer's website and all they have is product photos, are you going to hire them to do your wedding? Not unless you're marrying a product. <laughs> Likewise, you're not going to hire somebody to do product shoots that all they do is weddings. Right. So it's, it's key that you actually check into their website and see because every photography website I've ever seen has some sort of portfolio on it. Yeah. Because obviously the photographer is trying to show what they have. Now, which, like, You just looked at me like not everyone. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I want to get your opinion on this because I've seen photographers' websites that they specialize in something and that's all they do. You know, It's like mm-hmm. I specialize in portraiture and wedding. That's it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about photographers that say, I shoot everything. That's a really broad category to say everything. I shoot a lot of different things myself. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be scared away by somebody that says they shoot a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I would be scared away if they just said everything and didn't give you specifics. Okay. Like I say for me, I, I do um, 
drone photography. I do uh, web website photography. I can do commercial uh, contractors. I do restaurants, things along that line. So I can give you a bunch of different specific things that I do mm-hmm. that run a wide gam- gambit. But if I just came up to you and said, hey, yeah, I, I shoot anything. What do you want me to shoot? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't concerned. necessarily be wary of going to a photographer's website and seeing like three or four different types of photography? Depends who you ask. Most The photographers who actually uh, specialize in one niche, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, oh, absolutely, you, you, should, you should go to a photographer that has that one specific specialty. I, I'm more of the ilk of saying, you know what, take a look at their work. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got my work up on my website, so if somebody wants to see uh, the different types of commercial photography I do, they can see it. You know? Okay. So uh, I, don't, I wouldn't consider it a disqualifier if that's what you're asking. So let's say they have a website. Let's say they have a good portfolio of work. You like what they do. What are some of the other things that you should be looking for on that website? On the website? Well, obviously, you want to see their work. Right. Uh, you want to see how good it is. You want to see if it... The other thing to keep in mind is, will it fit with uh, your branding? Mm-hmm. You know, do you think... Are you confident from looking at the, their portfolio that they can shoot the kind of stuff that's going to work with the branding you ha- currently have with your business? So if you happen to have, for instance, a bright uh, branding palette, you're not going to want to do some... You're not, probably not going to go with the photographer who specializes in the dark, moody kind of photos. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it, it will definitely help as far as that. Did I answer your question? I think I get it. I mean, yes, you can specialize in a category, but yeah. you also have to look at their style. Sure. It, yeah. The style, the vibe, it has to go with what you want. Are they? And even just looking at wedding photography, um, different photographers sure. have different styles, yeah. and, and you have to make sure it's going to match with what you want for your brand. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. do you want something bright? Do you want something dark? Do you want something moody? Do you want something happy? I mean, photograph- a good commercial photographer can pull out a lot of that in, in the photos that they take, but you need to know, will that, can that photographer do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. does their style match your, your brand? Style. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Okay. that's another thing you'd be looking for as far as a website. Cool. Um, and then the other thing would be uh, testimonials. You know, look on their website, see if they have any testimonials from past clients. Mm-hmm. And in that's some, huge. Yeah, in yeah. some cases, you can actually, you know, contact the photographer and say, "Hey, can I call one of your past clients and talk to them?" Mm. They're going to be willing more more, than, more times than not to let you, you know, make a phone call and ask about the process. That's a good tip. So that's tip number two. two. We're getting there. Number we're three. On number three. This is my favorite one. Maybe it's because I just, I, I I love learning. So for me, it's. Uh, tip number three, what knowledge do they possess? That's kind of a broad category, but these are things you need to think about. Mm-hmm. Does your photographer, does the photographer you're considering shoot mostly natural light? Do they shoot in a studio environment? Do they shoot um, with, with strobes or, or direct lights? The reason you want to know this is because you want to know that they'll be able to fit with the project you have. You know, I, Very few product photographers I know of shoot with natural light. So if you're shooting with product, if you have a product you want shot and uh, you, you contact a commercial photographer that uses only natural light, maybe may not be a good fit for you. Okay. That's so to know what they're doing. They need to know what they're doing. They need to understand the processes. Um, and I, I know some photographers that are very successful that shoot only natural light, but they tend to be more portraiture photographers. So, uh, I'm just reading your notes. I like this one. It's you know, one? the example. If you're a jewelry, manu- if you're a jewelry oh, yeah. manufacturer... Have they shot jewelry before? Um, 
I happen to work with several photographers that shoot that kind of product, mm -hmm. and I happen to know that it's very, very difficult mm -hmm. to make it look good. And I know a bunch of photographers that won't even touch jewelry because of that. Right, because it's, it's so very, difficult. very persnickety. Yeah. So I, th I like that question because it gets at uh, their level of expertise. You mm -hmm. know, have you done this before? And if you have, show, show me some, me some of the work that you've yeah. done because... You know, shooting jewelry is very, very different from shooting portraits, which is very, very different from, you know, doing food styling. Sure. So they, you want to know that they've got some it. expertise and some experience. In real, that. real estate's another one that you can. I had an interesting conversation with somebody the other day who um, had hired some uh, people for, for photographers for real estate photos, and one of them surprisingly um, had some photos taken, and it made the rooms look too large, larger than they actually were in real life. Because you can do that if you have a, you know, a wide enough angle lens, you can actually make a room look a lot bigger than it really does. Mm, a now, deceptive. now that may be okay. A in little an, misleading, I should well, say. Well, in an architectural sense, it's probably not bad. But when you're trying to sell a house, not so much. You know what I mean? Right. So you even have to think about that end of it. So real estate can be difficult to, to photograph properly. So was it like people were showing up at the house and then disappointed by the yeah. overall? Yeah, yeah. Thing? yeah. And, that, and that's tough. When they you, thought the you, kitchen was twice the size it actually was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you can yeah. make it look like that. Or we're still somebody who doesn't know real estate photography at all, you know, shooting a room horribly, and then it makes the room look... We have a podcast for that, by the way. Yeah, we do, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, I don't, I don't belabor it, but I'm just saying you want to make sure you're hiring somebody that know, has done the type of photography you're looking well, for. Here's a good example. So a real estate photographer, mm -hmm. do they work with a home stager? Because right? yes, it's one exactly. thing to go in and shoot an empty room, and mm -hmm. it's another thing to work with a home stager that can make the room look attractive because it has you know, the right exactly. furniture and the right stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I don't, we shouldn't like go back over all the tips of real estate, but that's a good example of how hiring the wrong photographer. In that real, so if you, if people wanted to go back and listen to that podcast, it's, I don't remember the number, but the podcast on, um, it was real estate photography, real, hiring yeah. a real estate photographer. I forget the number. We can put it in the show notes, but yeah, but so it's yeah. a good example. Okay. So, um, that's part of that tip. Uh, then the other part of that, which most people don't think about is what, kind of processing do they do? Post-processing. Now, I know Justin's about to ring the little bell and say, post-processing, what does that yes, mean? Yes, you have to define that. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Uh, post-processing is basically, uh, what do you do after the photo is taken? You know, do they do any type of Photoshop work on it? Mm -hmm. Do they, you know, or are they just going to give you the shot pretty much out of camera, just turn it into a JPEG, and here you go, have a nice day? Mm -hmm. uh, some, some photographers take great pride in getting the shot right in the camera, and they should all do that, but in some cases, that's just not possible. Yeah, but even the best shot needs a little touch-up. Yeah, a little, little touch-up. So uh, a question that would be a good question to ask a commercial photographer is, do you do your own post-processing? Because some of them will actually send it out for, for processing. Which is oh. not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, it's just, but you, it's good to know that because it may add to the time frame it takes you to get the photos back. Oh, okay. And that's the reason I say that. So what kind that. of knowledge do they have? Do they know how to do the Photoshop work themselves? Are they doing it themselves, you know? And again, you, a lot of that can be vetted out through the conversation you have with them and also by looking at their website, you can, you can get a pretty good idea. Do you feel like if someone else is doing the processing work and you've met with the photographer and you've kind of set those expectations that it could get lost in communication because yeah, it's not going to come back the way that you had sat with the photographer and explained that you want it? Yeah, that's very possible. And that, hopefully that the photographer that you have met with has gotten your vision down and knows what you want, so that way, when they if they are using a a, a third party that post processing it, they'll be able to take care of that for you and get it the right way.
So we're out of time. Are we, are we getting towards the end? No, no. I just I want to make sure I didn't run out of time for the for the last couple last tip last couple of tips. Excuse me. So tip number four. And this is something nobody ever thinks about. At least not because most people think I just I just you know I hire a photographer and the photos are done. Yeah. What are the usage rights? Okay. Well, that's kind of a tricky term. Usage. What do you mean by usage? Well, what are you going to be using these photos for, and what rights is the photographer giving you to the use of those photos? So what that means is, um, especially in the commercial world, you will, uh, in some cases, have a photographer will say, "Well, I'm going to quote you this price based on you just using the websites for, I mean, the images for your website, websites for your images." There you go, Bill. So. Um, they may say, okay, well, I'm going to quote this, and all you're going to be able to use these photos for is for your website. Well, that's great if that's all you need them for, but what if you want to use them for print material or if you want to use them for an advertising campaign on social media? You know, have you worked that out with the commercial photographer? Have, mm-hmm. they, have they set that up? Because they may charge you extra for that. Now, is that normal, or should the photographer tell you, or should you be asking? Uh, it, Sometimes most photographers will tell you that, but it doesn't hurt to ask. This is again, this is why we're doing this podcast, is so that people can have have that ammunition, so to speak. Right. To know. And I imagine a lot of this would be spelled out in the contract, contract. that you make mm-hmm. with them. And if they're not offering you a contract, I would say that's a red flag. Correct. Because there should be a contract to protect both you as the customer and the photographer, and it sure. spells out all this stuff. So I wouldn't. I mean, this is my piece of advice, but I wouldn't work with any photographer that didn't provide some sort of contract. Yeah, if they said to you, eh, we don't need a contract, you know, I know some photographers that work on a handshake, and if it's, if you're working within a, um, a group, like, say, for instance, um, you as a website designer, Justin, were designing a website, and you had a specific photographer, you might have the contract rolled into that one. Well, yeah, in that but, case, you know, if the, if the photographer is subcontracted to me, yeah. then they're covered under my yeah. agreement with them. But if you're, if as a customer, if you're working directly, directly with a with photographer, photographer, yes, I wouldn't work with one that didn't provide a contract. Sure. No. Even the most simple contract doesn't have one. to be anything complicated. Yep. yep. It's that ex- it sets expectations. It's right there in black and white, and it also seems more credible. Like it makes the photographer it's credible. Professional. Like, yeah. hey, you've done this a time or two. Well, <laughs> the unfortunate part is a lot of people when they hire a photographer say, "Oh, I've, I've paid to have this image done. I can use it any way I like, mm. and I can doctor it any way I like." Mm-mm. There are photographers that have in their contracts, "You cannot change my photo in any way, shape, or form that I'm taking for you." Hmm. Well, I think that all falls under the who, who retains the rights. Right. You know, if all rights have been given to the client, you know, then they can do anything they want with it. Now, prepare yourself. If you want all rights, 100% copyright, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. you're going to pay a lot. Mm. I, I'm not that, quite frankly, I know of very few photographers that will give up a raw photos. Basically, mm-hmm. what I mean by raw photos is the photos that come directly out of the camera right. without any touch up on it. And I, I know of none at this point that will give up the copyright of their photos. They retain the copyright. So they give the client usage rights, not ownership. but they retain the ownership rights. Correct. So mm. does copy, what does copyright right mean? Well, basically copyright means that I, as the photographer, when I take your photo, I have the right to use it in any way, shape, or form. I like for your own marketing For my own purposes. marketing purposes, or even if I wanted to use it for sales for something. Oh. Huh. So unless it's spelled out. Now, you can have stuff put in the contract, uh, and just talk with your commercial photographer. They can do this for you. Uh, and this would be a red flag, I think, if they said no. But you can 
you might pay a little bit more for it, but you can ask for the photographer to say, okay, I'm will, I know the copyright belongs to you, Mr. Photographer, but I want it written in such a way that you can only use it to promote yourself, not yeah. to sell it, sell the photo. Not again. resell the photograph. Well, yeah. I'm thinking of a specific example. It's a little risque, but those uh, those I, I don't know the Would name. Photos? Yeah, yeah, are like really popular right now, and some people do like those photos for themselves. Would I, you specify like I don't want you to plaster this all over your website, please? Given the fact that I don't do that type of photography, <laughs> I would be a, the wrong person to ask that question. But I would imagine that there's a whole different set of contracts for something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's much more privacy type of thing. And I would think they would ask the person who is being photographed to sign some sort of release to say, yeah. "Okay, you can use this, put this as part of your portfolio on your website, mm-hmm. or not." And, and and model releases is a whole other thing. Um, something to think about. I don't have that in my notes, but we, we should probably do a podcast on that at some point because mm-hmm. re- model releases. Oh, model releases. Yeah, model releases because if you're taking a recognize a photo of a recognizable person and you're putting it on your website, you need, for your own protection, you need to make sure that yeah. there's a release done for that. Especially if they're minors. Oh, absolutely. Even right. more so if they're a minor. But even somebody that's an adult, you know, because the last thing you want as a... Now, here, let's, let's do a hypothetical here, Justin. You hire me to photograph some images for your, for your website. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, I want some models in it. I say, great, no problem, I'll do that. And we go out and shoot the photos and you put them up on your website. Right. And I'm an unscrupulous commercial photographer. And I decide not to get, to not get uh, uh, releases, model releases. And I don't tell the model that I'm shooting what I'm using it for. And they decide all of a sudden they don't like it. They can sue you just as easily as they can sue me. Oh, that's interesting. So you got to be careful. That's why I said it's very. Yeah. We I, may I, have I, to do another podcast just on the legal stuff yeah. for photography. We have to get a lawyer. You know what? Ooh. We have to get a copyright lawyer on at some yeah. point and talk about that because that would Thanks be good for all of us. Yeah. That's actually yeah, that's a good so idea. Write that middle note. For all right. Next time. So why don't we why don't we wrap up on tip five? Tip five. You know, this one seems obvious, but um, meet in person before you shoot. Before the shoot. The reason I say that is because sometimes you just don't click. You know, and nah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Photographer, click. I'm going to shut this whole operation right now. Oh, no, oh no, no, no. Don't start. Don't start. So meeting in person, why is it important, Bill? Well, so that I, you can develop a relationship. relationship. Oh, <laughs> God. Alicia's got it for me. Get me out of here. What? What was that for? No, you don't like, you don't just, like that? Uh, just please move on. Why? You don't, don't like that, uh, that terminology? The, she made a pun. Oh, I missed it. Whoa. Develop. 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 Oh, I didn't hear the word develop. All I heard was relationship. Wow. Wow, I'm not awake. Okay. Film at 11. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) See, he's still doing it. I can't stop myself, man. It just, see, at least she gets me going and, you know. No more puns. Well, Justin doesn't like her puns. You know, it's, I like puns, but I happen to be best friends and live with two people who live off puns. Pun yeah, so he's kind of stuck with us, you know. It's, <laughs> it's the way it goes. But anyway, sorry. So, yes, unless you know the photographer, you, you want to be able to develop. And I'm not going to use the develop because you're going <laughs> to go on that again now. You need to, to put together a relationship with this a person. A rapport, yeah. A rapport. Right. Because, right. come on, face it, we've all been into a room with somebody that we met for the first time that we just didn't want to be around five yeah. minutes yeah. after. The chemistry the wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do is show up the day of a photo shoot where things are supposed to be going quick and moving along nicely, and then you realize, I don't get along with my photographer. Mm. Yeah. So what do you recommend? Let's say I'm customer, mm-hmm. and I want to hire a commercial photographer. Is you know talking over the phone okay, or, or do you recommend like... You know, let's let's meet up for a coffee just so we can 
I mean, if time, if, if time is absolutely of the essence, then you can do a phone, a phone call. Okay. I prefer to do in person if possible when I when I sit down with somebody because mm-hmm. again. Even me as a photographer, I want to know if I'm going to be able to get along with the person that uh, you know is looking to hire me. All right. Yeah. If we're not a good fit, I'm better to walk away. We're both better that if we walk away. You know, last thing I want to do is, you know, waste my time and somebody else's time, and both of us be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Good and point. Then, you know, that gives you another opportunity when you meet in person to set those expectations to get very very clear before actual like. The shooting begins. Mm-hmm. So, and the nice and the nice thing about meeting in person with your photographer is that's where a lot of the questions are going to get answered. If he's mm-hmm. a good photographer, and a or she or she, sorry, I'm, I'm just using. Wow, he or she is a good photographer. Thank Hashtag you, Justin. Me too, Bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not me. I don't know the heck what I'm talking about. Oh, half okay, the time. all right. <laughs> no, anyway, no, but it's a good time to to get some of these questions asked. You mm-hmm. know. Hopefully, if the photographer is good, he's going to he's going to kind of or he he or she is going to pull that out of you, and um, it's also going to give you time to get to know what what they want, what they right. need from you. Yeah, planning right. time. So anyway, so a quick recap: uh, the tips. Number one, ask the questions: who, what, the where, where, when, and why. why. These yep. are the questions the photographer should be asking you. But if they're not, you need to know that so that you can make sure you're asking them. Yes. Right. Tip number two: uh, check them out. Check their out website. their website. Mm-hmm. Look at the work that they do. Make sure the, the style's a good fit. Yes, yes. Uh, tip number three, figuring out what do they know. I mean, what's their knowledge? What's their expertise? Um, yeah, uh, you definitely want to make sure that they're going to f- be able to do what you want them to do. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, tip number four, the whole issue of usage rights. Yes. Where it gets a little bit into the legal department, and also we talked about uh, making sure there's a contract. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, a lot of photographers, more so in the um, outside the commercial realm, uh, even outside of you know wedding photography, but a lot of portrait photographers and stuff like that don't really use um, contracts as much as they should. So it's a good idea, no matter where you go, to actually be right. you know, asked by that contract. You know, it, like you said, it could be a one-page contract. Doesn't have to yeah, be it's something simple. Specific, it just yeah. you know, it's always good to have that in writing. Yes. yes. And then tip number five: getting to know them, uh, making sure that this is a good fit. Correct. Mm-hmm. And that can be done over the phone, or, but you said you prefer it in person, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, again, it's really a matter of preference, but uh, like I said, I like to be able to see the person and be in person with that person. Wow, too many persons <laughs> there. <laughs> and, you know, that way, like, again, you get to know, you know. The other thing is, is sometimes we, how do I put this? We can make snap judgments on people and... I did. That was not personal, an intentional pun, Justin. <laughs> what I mean by snap judgments is, mm-hmm. the person may be a, a great photographer, mm-hmm. but if they may show up and look differently than you expect them to look, mm-hmm. and or have a different personality, have a different than personality, you and then you yeah. make that connection that they, oh, they must be this way, mm. and you know that can set things in the wrong direction before you even get started. So sure, that's yeah. a good point. So anyway, sorry. Well, thanks for walking us through this, and we'll make sure to include all these tips in the show notes. Yes, for yes, and and you know what? If you have a question, if you're looking to hire a commercial photographer, even if it's not me, I'm more than willing to talk to anybody that has any questions, and you know, I'll be glad to answer the questions the best I can, even if it's something that's not my specialty. I'll be glad well, if to. someone does have questions, how can they reach you, Bill? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, I'll give you three different ways. You can go through my website. Easiest way to get there is wpp.photos. Mm-hmm. There's okay. no .com, no nothing. It's .photos. All right. We'll include that link in the show Put notes. Put the link. Uh, you can call me on my business number, which is area, 
Area code 401-426-3133. And finally, you can, you can contact me directly via email at bill at wpp.photos. Awesome. Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate no you taking I had fun us with through this these tips. I think these are going to be very, very useful people who want to find the right commercial photographer yes, to work and, with. Yes, and don't forget, you know, it, it runs a, a, a wide gambit, so really pay attention to what you're looking for. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Already? Wow. I know. Went 30 minutes went by that quick. Yep. Wow. So thanks for listening to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. And until we- next time, we will see you later. Adios. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.